think you learn the first Sicha on Parshas Bay. This is a Sicha that was originally said before the Birchus um, Chama. There was a Birchus Chama in the year touching Yed Gimel, the Rebbe said a Sicha regarding it, and it was printed in Chelet Tezayin, and then years later it was reprinted a second time in Chelet Chabbez by for the next Birchus Chama, and the Rebbe added a ice added extra explanation. So the sikh that we're using will actually have that addition in it, in this translation. We're using the Hebrew translation, so we'll have the extra paragraph that the Rebbe added in the second uh, printing. So let's start it inside. I will, throughout the sikh give introductions to different parts, just to make sure that you have all the background. Sif al. So the Raman writes at the beginning of Hilchos Kiddush HaChadish, these are the laws of how to sanctify the new moon, that the months of the year are the lunar months. Uh, the Oila for each month, according to its month. And it says, it says in the passage that this month, the month of Nisan, is the head of all the months. So the months of the year start for the month of Nisan, and there are 12 months. And the years that we calculate are based on the, 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 the based on the solar calendar. As it says, meaning is we have to make sure that the spring is in the, Nisan is in the springtime. So what we do is we count the years based on the solar calendar. That's why we have 12 months, because 12 months is almost, as we're going to see, almost fits for the solar, uh, solar calendar. Um, so let's read it inside. Hapirish Bazaar. Says the lunar month is twenty-nine and a half days. This is the time it takes for the moon to circle, the full circle of the moon. This is the annual cycle of the sun. It takes three hundred and sixty-five and a quarter days. The Rambam is telling us in this halacha two dinim. First of all, that the months of the year must be calculated according to the lunar cycle. Meaning the month is not one twelfth of a shnasachama, like the secular calendar is based on the solar. So what they do is they just take the twelve months and they divide it up into they take the sorry the solar year and they divide it up to twelve. So for some months have 30 days, 31 days, even 28 days, but it's there's no real correlation to the actual movements of the moon. So according to the Jewish calendar, the month actually has to correlate to the uh, the, the cycle of the moon. Like the most of the nations of the world, they just divide the solar year into 12 parts. Uh, rather, we actually have to follow the cycle of the moon. That's point number one of the Rambam. And Bayes, that Afal Pikin, since we know that Pasach needs to be in this month of the spring. And we know that the seasons of the years are determined based on the cycle of the sun. And the, this, therefore, which is a Le'erich 11 days longer than the, uh, the, the lunar year, 
right? Because one's 354 days and the other is 365 days. Therefore, since the years follow the solar calendar, based in every two or three years will make a Eber year, which means that they will add an extra month into the year in order that Pesach will always be part of the Zman Aviv. Um, I'm going to assume that everybody knows about the, the, the calendar, that there's a 19-year cycle in the Jewish calendar. Twelve of the years have 12 months, while seven of the years of this 19-year calendar have are years with the leap years, which have 13 months. So with those calculations, we're basically always making sure that the lunar year doesn't fall too far behind. Like in the Arabic calendar, they only go after the lunar. Therefore, Ramadan can be really any month of the year because every year it gets 11 days earlier than the prior year. Uh, so it could be at any time. It could be winter, spring, summer, fall. Ramadan could be any time of the year. But by the Yiddish calendar, we have to make sure that the solar calendar fits the, 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 the lunar calendar, that they both correlate. Therefore, Pesach always has to be in the spring. So therefore, 7 out of 19 years, we will add an extra month. <clears throat> And the Rambam continues with the chapters afterwards that the calculations that we use today, which is based on the calendar of Rabbi Hillel Hanasi, is that for every machser, a machser is the 19-year cycle, it, the Shnas Levana will come back to the Shnas HaChama, that at the end of the 19 years, you're basically almost back at the starting point uh, where you were 19 years earlier. That at the end of 19-year cycle, um, there will only be a difference of one hour, 485 chalakim, which that's what we're a little under an hour and a half. So after a 19-year cycle, the, 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 the calendars, the solar calendar and the lunar calendar will only be about an hour and a half off. So that's not a very large amount. So therefore, that basically puts the solar and the lunar calendar together. That Pesach should fall out always in the springtime. So that's what the Rambam writes. So Machal Zahapirish, Sha'achar Shanim Rabbis, Sheikh Skabitz, Mitzvah Gadol, Sheikh Yisrael, Nashal Shah, Vatav Pei Echolakim, Tachot Kufas Nissen, but he asked, the Pirush is the commentator on the Kiddush HaChadosh, and he says that after many years, meaning is after many cycles, 19-year cycles, eventually what will happen, this one hour and 485 clock in this hour and a half, will eventually add up, you know, hour and a half every 18 years. So you go, uh, you know, after a thousand years, you're going to have a lot of extra hours, and eventually what will happen is that the Nissen, the Tukufas of Nisan, which is the spring equinox, will not actually happen in Nisan time. Rather, it will fall out an ear. And as we said earlier, the spring equinox has to be before Pesach starts. But he said, if you wait long enough, what will happen is not only won't it fall within the time of Pesach, we'll actually even completely miss the Chodesh Aviv, the summer month, uh, the spring month of Nisan, and it'll actually fall out an ear. So. What, what's going to happen then? How will the calendar work after all these one and a half hours are added up over hundreds of years? So, so he answers that the Moirit Sadek, meaning Mashiach, will come and he will notify us what to do when the calendar reaches that point of time. And 
And the Rebbe points out that according to the calendar that, the, that, that was set up by the Rambam, that until the end of the 6,000 years, as we know, the Mashiach is for sure going to be coming at the end of 6,000 years, um, the Tukufa of Nisan will always fall out in the month of Nisan, even according to this calendar. So maybe after, after 6,000 years, this issue will actually come up. But at that point, Mashiach will for sure be here and he'll be able to let us know what to do. I'm just going to point out over here before we go weiter, because it's going to be it's relevant to what we said, and it's definitely going to be relevant to what we're going to discuss later, that there's really two dinim regarding the uh, the correlation between the solar and the lunar calendar. So one point was that we've discussed, and most people know this, is that Pesach needs to be within the spring. But there's also a second din, is that the month of Nisan also has to be within the spring equinox. So there's two points. And the reason why the second one is uh, also relevant that the spring equi- the, that the spring equinox has to be within the month of Nisan, meaning is that let's say it's even after Pesach, which is will be an issue because of Pesach, but let's say it's on Chavchas Nisan, the spring equinox will fall out on Chavchas Nisan, that will take care of the issue of, the second issue of that the Chodesh of Nisan has to be within that spring equinox. So it'll take care of one of the issues, not the second one. The reason why that's important is because it's really not just Nisan that has to be within the spring equinox. It's also um, all the other Yom Tevim. Like uh, Shavuos, you need to bring the Bakurim, so you need to have ripe fruits. Um, you also have Chesukis, which has to be during the harvest. So even besides for the issue of Pesach being at the right time, you also need to have all the Yom Tevim, the whole year, in a sense, based with the lunar and the solar calendar, because the, all the other Yom Tevim are also based on the agricultural year. So you can't have Shavuos, and, 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 which is a Chag with it, the harvesting time, and, and Sukkot, which is a time when they were gathering it in, not at that proper time. So, as, as we're going to explain as we go on. So the point what we're saying is that regarding the second issue of Nisan, um, not even being within the equinox, that the, 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 the Nisan equinox will be after the month of Nisan, the purist points out that that will only happen only after Mashiach already comes. So that particular issue won't be a problem because we will have, you know, Mashiach will resolve that. But of course, the first issue of, wait a second, according to this calculation, even Pesach might not be uh, in the right time. And that's going to be an issue which is already relevant and actually is already relevant in the times, I think already already the times of the Rambam, that certain years, the spring equinox was actually after Pesach, according to this calculation. So what, what, what are we going to do about that first problem? So that's what we're going to discuss now. He says, "V'tzarf l'haven hadin d'shomer as a chaydish aviv b'lay rakshin nisan v'day b'shali nisan sarkliyus b'zbana aviv." He says, "This din that you need to guard the chaydish aviv that it should be um, during the month of Nisan, even if it's at the end of the b'zbana isan, is not only that the spring aquanox will be during the month of Nisan el shapasach yibz." But there's a second then, is that the Pasach also needs to be at the time of the spring. Meaning is, Pasach needs to happen before the spring equinox happens. As Ram himself passed that when Beisden calculated the Tukuf of Nisan, they made sure it was before the 16th of Nisan. And if it came out that Tukuf of Nisan would be on the 16th of Nisan, they would actually add a leap year in order that Pesach will be chalam on, on Zman Avi. The reason why it's on the 16th of Nisan is because technically they could always add a day. If it was, let's say, let's say the, Ibr, or the 
the, the spring equinox was on the 15th of Nisan, which is the first day of Pesach, you could always just make other an extra day. So that would take care of that situation. But if it's two days, being the 16th, then even if you added a, a day to other, that wouldn't help. So you would need to add a whole entire month, and that would take care of that issue. So Im came in and moving. Ideas cops which just share some machzer. Shav atav pehe chalakim pamimabes adachshav. If we add all the remnants of this machzer, which is the hour and four hundred eighty-five chalakim, many many times. Harafilu bezman haramam. Ba'idlef nezak kvar chalot kuvis nisan kamal pamim nisbayam laacher tesvav nisan. He's already at the time of the Rambam, and even actually before the time of the Rambam, the kufa of nisan would have happened after tesvav nisan. So how does this fit with the rule that that Pesach needs to be in the Zman So correct, the Pirish's explanation that, that Mashiach will come and let us know what to do, that would fit regarding the Din that the spring equinox has to be within the month of Nisan. Because as, until 6,000 years, the spring equinox will always be within Nisan. Only after 6,000 years, Will it eventually reach the point when it will fall out an ear and then Mashiach will tell us what to do? But regarding the other issue, that Pesach needs to be uh, before the 16th of Nisan, that actually many, uh, that already happened in the times of the Ramah, even before that, that sometimes the spring equinox actually happened after the 16th of Nisan. Um, so according to the Ramah's calculation, what are you going to do about that? That seems like a very big issue. Sif uh, Beis. Uh, he says, Lachaira. We can give an answer. According to the Rambam wrote later on in Peretes of the Hilchos Hakidish so the Rebbe points out that this is the, this is, a, let me give some background. There's a machlekes of Aram how long is the lunar year? So according to Shmuel, this is the Tkufa Shmuel means the uh, cycle of Shmuel, or Shmuel's formula. He holds that a year, a solar year is 365 days and a quarter of a day, meaning six hours, 365 and, and six hours. While according to Rav Adda, it's actually a little bit less than that. It's a little bit less. I don't remember exactly, but it was like 12 or 13 minutes less than that. Um, so according to Tukufa Shmuel, we're going to have this issue that we've been discussing. That according to Tukufa Shmuel, where Shin Samachet or Yayim, there's going to always be an extra hour and a half after the 19-year cycle. And then we can ask the question, wait a second, according to Shmuel, Pesach is going to happen after, uh, sorry, Pesach will happen before the spring equinox. But he says, according to Tkufa of Ada, it actually will never happen that Pesach will be chal after, uh, before the spring equinox. Because basically, according to his cheshman, where it's about a 12 minutes, 11, 12 minutes before, uh, a little, the solar year is about 12 minutes smaller than Shmuel's year, what happens is after the 19-year cycle, it will work out perfectly that there will be no remainder. So Shmuel, there's about an hour and a half, but according to Rav Adah, because his years are a little bit smaller, that means also the She'eris will be almost, I think maybe it's a few seconds, but basically it's not relevant. Uh, it's almost basically exactly where it's supposed to be. So therefore the Rebbe wants to say 
that maybe we could answer like that, that the Pesach, uh, um, when it chal, um, before, before the spring equinox, that's only according to the opinion of Shmuel. But according to the opinion of Ada, which the Rambam says is actually more meduic, it's actually more exact than mathematics, uh, it would actually fit perfectly. And I know, um, according to modern-day calculations of the, of the solar year, I think it's a basically about exactly the same as Ravada. I think within like one or two seconds. Uh, but what Ravada says, that's what the uh, modern-day um, astronomers also say. So there's definitely much more exact. So according to this, it fits the years that we're calculating now with the rule of guarding the month of the Aviv. So basically, our calculations follow do not follow Shmuel's formula. Rather, they follow the formula of Ada, whose calculation, as the Rambam writes, is more accurate than the former. As many of the Rishonim point out, so according to this calculation, Pesach will always fall in the spring. So what's not understood is, why is the Rama bringing the Tukufa of Shmuel at all? If we're saying anyways that Tukufa of Shmuel is not that exact, and therefore, according to Shmuel, we won't be able to fit the din of making sure Pesach. According to the calendar that we have, Shmuel's Cheshben um, won't work. So why is it that the Raman brings Shmuel at all and then writes, oh, it's only an hour and a half off, and therefore it'll work at least for point two, that Nisan will always be in the springtime, at least until Mashiach comes. Why bother bringing Shmuel? Just bring Ravada. Because Ravada works for both. It'll work for both the issue of Nisan being in the spring and also, of course, help with Pesach being in the spring. Why bring Shmuel and say it's not that much of a big deal regarding the springtime when it will be a big deal when it comes to Pesach and, and we need it to fit for both? So, Gimel. So, that is really the question of the, of the Sicha. So, Gimel. He says, The expression that the Rambam writes, he says that the years that we calculate uh, we, we follow the solar years. As it says, keep the month of the spring. He says, it's understood that the limud of guarding the Chodesh Aviv is not just that Pesach needs to be in the spring, but also the entire month, or part of the month, needs to be chal in that period of time, within the springtime. As I explained earlier, that there's the second in that the years need to be aligned, the, the lunar and the solar years. And because that's not only relevant for Pesach, that's also, as I said, Nissan has to be at the time of the spring, because that's also going to be relevant that the entire year will follow the solar calendars, Shru, Sukkis, all the other Yom Tev will also be in the same season, in the right, correct season. So, the Din Zed, the Shemar, Sechidish, Avi, Beshaychus, Hashanim, 
Mastic says regarding the second din that the Chaydish Aviv, regarding the years, it's enough that just Nisan is in the time of the Aviv, and that will fix up the years in general, that the other Yom Tavim, that the year in general will be, will correlate. And regarding this din, it's enough that the Tukuf Nisan will be in the month of Nisan, even if it's only at the end. So, according to the Cheshvin of Tukuf Shemol, that every year there's a little bit extra. Um, but nonetheless, even with that, organizing all the years, it would still come out that the month of the Aviv will still be the month of this, and then that will fix up that at least the year in general will fit with the solar calendar. And so therefore the Rebbe is trying to say that at this point in the Halachas, the Ram is really only worrying about one aspect. He's worrying about the aspect that the years should correlate, and he's saying if you want to make sure the years correlate, we could use the simpler calculation of Shmuel. Right? It's an easier calculation because it's 360 five and six hours, Masha Enkein Ravadas is, as I said, a little bit less than six hours, so it's a much harder mathematics. So for the more simpler mathematics, we could just use Shmuel's calculation for the years, uh, and that would help us. I mean, the Rebbe is, of course, going to continue and ask, but like, at the end of the day, why bother with Shmuel's if anyways you're going to have to use Ravadas? You need to make the calculation anyway. You need to make the Ravadis calculation to make sure it fits for Pesach. So who cares about Shmuel's if it's not going to work? So the Rebbe's going to, in a sense, take this a step further. But at this point of the Sikh, we're just at step one. The Rebbe writes that the reason why we lie in this calculation is because according to this Cheshben, it will only remain an extra hour and tough pay hey chalakim uh, that the Shnas Hachamah will be more than the Shnas Halavana. So, Samachta Aminyan Zesh, Shnei Samachzika, Idei Minyan Zesh, Mikayim Evstadin, Shashan Sarkli, Yashnei Hachamah. So, therefore, if you look at the Lashon the Rami, he says, by following this thing, we follow the din that the years need to be Shnei Hachamah. Because we count based on the years, which will be correct. Because relying on this Cheshman, we still will be counting the years properly. And for this particular Hajbin, it actually works out, and we're able to rely on it to make sure that the years are uh, fitting. Sivdal. Let's just again a quick recap, and then we'll go to the next question. So again, so what we're trying to, what we've brought up so far is that there's two dinim regarding uh, the calendar. One din is that Pesach needs to happen within the spring equinox. And if the spring equinox is after is the 16th of Nisan or later, we have to make a leap year. A second then is that the spring equinox has to be in the month of Nisan. Um, has to be in the month of Nisan. And the reason why it has to be in the month of Nisan is to make sure that the year, the solar year and the, and the lunar year, correlate with each other. And that makes sure that all the other Yom Tevim will also be in the proper seasons. So regarding Pesach, in order to make sure that Pesach will be in the proper time. That only works according to the calculation of Ravada. Uh, but according to the calculation of Shmuel, it will actually happen, and many times it already has happened, that the equinox, according to Shmuel, is actually after Pesach has already started. So the, cal- the, the calendar will not work, according to Shmuel, 
in regards to Pesach. But in regards to the second point that the spring equinox has to bring in the month of Nisan, that will help even according to Shmuel, because even according to Shmuel, the extra hour and a half will only add up and make the spring equinox happen in ear only once Mashiach comes and then he can tell us what to do about it at that point of time. Um, so now that we're, so that's what we said so far. Uh, and since the Raman was only talking about the yearly calendar, therefore he brought up Shmuel's and says, based on Shmuel's uh, calculations, we, we will, it will work out and we could figure out that the years will, will basically, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the Cheshwim will work out according to Shmuel regarding the years. But now we're going to ask, the, the obvious question is that since anyways we're going to need Rav Adel, what's the point of bringing Shmuel? Since anyways, for the sake of the Shemar Sechayidish Aviv, regarding Pesach, the Pesach has to be in the Chayidish Aviv, so we need to come to the true Cheshwim, which is the Tukufas of Rav Adel, the reason why he says true is because the Rav himself says it's more exact. Because according to the Rav Adah, there will be no extra in the 19-year cycle. The solar and the lunar calendar will be will correlate exactly. So, so why does the Rav want to say that according to the Ars calendar, our 19-year calendar, it also works according to Shmuel, which anyways is not Lefiyamis. So Shmuel's calculation is not correct. It's not the MS Slamit. It's not the highest level of truth. It's more of an estimation. And that estimation won't really work for regarding to Pesach. So since we can't rely on Pesach, why does the Rama want to tell us, oh, by the way, it, it does work regarding the year. And in, in the Haaris, actually, uh, it was also brought earlier, um, that actually many of the Rishayim asked this on the uh, on the Rambam and Tkufa Shmuel. Like the Ben Ezra and other asked this kind of question, and therefore they say, that Kufa um, Shmuel is incorrect. Um, so, but the Raman brings Kufa Shmuel. But uh, other Rishayim that actually say that we can't accept Kufa Shmuel, but the Raman does. So the question will still be there, according to the Raman. So, the Raman says, the Nekudah Sabir is that since the Raman does bring the Tkufa Shmuel in the Halachas of Kiddush HaChaydish, this that the Raman brings it, that is a proof that this calculation and this formula is not just a opinion in Torah Samas, but not a halachically accepted one. Rather, this is actually true and is relevant to Psaq Halacha. And we know that the Indian of Allah is Emes Tamitai. So if the Raman is bringing down Tkufa Shmuel, that must mean there are Nafkaminas Halachas, and we are relying on Shmuel for different Halachas. Uh, and it is true. And the Rebbe is going to give a, quite a few examples where we show that we rely on Tukufa Shmuel, The Ram himself uh, hints to in his expression. He says that the Tukufa of Rav Ada, that calculation is more true than the first one. Meaning is that even the first uh, formula of Shmuel is true. It's just that the formula of Adah is more true. Uh, look at R29. That this, um, that this matter, it says in the Ramah, that this, these calculations are And when there was no Sanhedrin, because uh, they were rely on this Chajm, like we have nowadays. It used to be they, you would have Aiden that would come and testify when they saw the new moon. But when you don't have a Beisdin, we rely on this Cheshven. We don't have a Sanhedrin, we rely on the Cheshven. 
שגם החל מעץ ולך משינה וידעו על שעת פתאי יודע. זאת אומרת, המפורשים סייעו לרמב״ם, בייסט על האקספרשן, רמב״ם סייעו את הלך משינאי, he means also the calculations are Allah HaMesh Messina. That means the calculations of Shmuel and Ravada would be Allah HaMesh Messina. So if it's Allah HaMesh Messina, then for sure it's Emes. Um, and therefore we're going to see how it's relevant to Allah too. So he says, Achachalaz, that Rebbe's first going to prove the point um, that Shmuel's calculation is true, and this is why the Raman brings it. And then he will eventually get back to the point, wait a second, if it's true, how does that fit with uh, Pesach uh, you know, it doesn't really work out with Pesach. So, the proof that the Cheshman of Shmuel is accepted the Pesach Halacha. He says there's many Halachas which are connected to the uh, to the cycles of the sun or the seasons of the sun, which only fit according to Shmuel's formula. We have that every 28 years we bless the sun uh, because the sun was set up in the sky on Wednesday, which is really Tuesday night, on a Tuesday night, which is uh, Wednesday, according to Allah, which is a Tuesday night. So the rule is that every 28 years, when the sun gets back to its original location on a Wednesday night, where it was for the first time, we make this Bircha Sacham. So this Bircha Sacham only works out according to Shmuel. Because uh, according to Shmuel, every 28 years, since his, according to him, it's 365 and 6 hours. So, you know, the 7 days of the week, and there's 4, four times 6 is 24. So there's basically 28 possibilities when the Tukufa Sacham would be. So every period is always 6 hours. It's 90 days and seven, 6 hours past the previous one, uh, seven and a half hours. Uh, anyway, so the point would be, though, is that after 28 years, it will go back to the original one. Masha'in can according to Rav Ada, that it's not such a smooth, even number. It will not happen after 28 years. Um, it basically never happens. Uh, the rubber brings some Mamar Mekleimus when say when it can happen, even according to Rav Ada, it's basically, uh, you know, once every, like, tens of thousands of years. It's a, it's a very, basically, it almost never happens that it'll go back to the exact same moment it was when creation happened. So this idea that we're blessing every 20 years only fits according to Shmuel, does not fit according to Avada, which would only happen once every thousands, thousands of thousands of years. You'd have to wait for it to go back to the original location. So this is a halacha where we're passing according to Shmuel. So even though we're saying Shmuel's calculation is not as exact as Avada, but we're seeing the halacha does rely on it. You also have the rule of Shailas uh, Kasham, and when we start saying Saint Saint Talmud Lebracha, that's sixty days after the Tkufas Tishrei, which is usually either December fifth or December sixth. December fifth, except uh, every four years when there's a uh, solar leap year, when February is February twenty ninth, then it's um, on December sixth. So again, that only fits according to Shmuel that uh, it would be sixty days after that Tkufa Mash Inking according to um, Rav Adar would actually always be, the date would always be somewhat different. And the third Allah that Rav brings is, there's, there's a din, I don't think we're, I don't, I've never heard people being careful about it, but maybe there are, that you're not supposed to drink water at the moment of the Tukufa. So at the spring equinox or the, the, well, the solstice, you're not supposed to drink any water at that moment of time, and that only we only, um, Allah only takes into the calculation 
the din of the Tukufa Shmuel. Fine. Okay. Hey. So the fine. So the Rebbe has basically proved in the Salah uh, the Sadin that the Ramam is relying, not only does the Ramam quote Shmuel to say that it fits according to the years, the calculation of the years, that the years could be uh, uh, the counting of the solar years and that they will fit with the lunar years, that we know that this idea is also quoted for other purposes, with Tukupa Sachama, regarding the drinking of the water, the same time of the Racha. So we are relying on Shmuel's calculation, Halacha So the question then would be, then, um, well, like, we're still, the original question is still there, that if Tukufa Shmuel is not Lefiyamis, then, well, we're saying it is Lefiyamis, but the calculations, our Cheshman of the 19-year cycle doesn't fit according to Shmuel. So on one hand, it seems very like a big steer over here. On one hand, we say we rely on Tukufa Shmuel, but for many things, but according to Tukufa Shmuel, we're basically not keeping Pesach properly. So it's what's called in Halacha, Tarti Desatri, when you have two uh, things that we're doing which contradict each other. On one hand, we're doing all these other lachas, Tukufa Sachab, and all these things like Shmuel, so we're saying it's true. But then according to Shmuel, we're basically doing Pesach wrong. So our calendar doesn't work according to Shmuel. So we're following Shmuel regarding some things, but according to other things, according to Shmuel, you won't even yaitzi. So how could you follow the calendar for both, you know, both ways? It seems very contradictory. So that's what we're up to now in the Sicha. So hey. So he says, We'll understand this by first practicing another Indian in Kiddush By understanding this din, then we can get back to Shmuel. So the Lachayra, there's something which is not understood. It says, based in the, the din is <clears throat> that based in when they um, are the month, they say this is, uh, let's say, Rosh Chaydish is on a Tuesday, and whether they made a mistake or there was a negligence or they were forced to do it or, uh, or, or they even did it on purpose. So the halakha is that if Bezin says that this day is Mekudosh, because we know a month could be either 29 or 30 days, so they have to either say that the 30th day of the month is the Rosh Chaydesh or the 31st. Um, right? So if day 30 is Rosh Chaydesh, they say today is Aleph, or if 30th is part of the prior month, then the 31st day of, you know, counting from the Rosh Chaydesh of the prior month would be Yom Aleph of the uh, next month. So once they say that it's Mekudosh, it is Mekudosh, even if they made a mistake, even if they did it on purpose, they made a mistake. It's Mekudosh, and everyone has to... F- Calculate the moidus based on that cheshbon. So, you, okay. So the chayyur high teichmin in a reish chedish lashon chedish kasher zeh in kazeh reiv kadosh chedish moil havana in kim ich shach shayim shvoy lahayim moil in a reish chedish for shem shvezin kachu. So the chayyur is not understood. The whole idea of reish chedish comes from the idea of chedish. It's the renewal of the moon. It's the idea that they see the Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, chedish is alachem. He says when you see the moon in this particular shape. Uh, you, when you're able to see that you are based the Eden that come and you're Makadish the month based on the Chidush of the month. So if the Moilid is incorrect and the Bezid made a mistake and they said Rosh Chedish was, let's say, on the 30th day, but the Moilid's not going to be until afterwards, and that Kazeb, like you're supposed to see the moon of a particular way, that measurement of the moon, that's the minimum that could be seen, the Shaykh to be seen, will only really happen the day later, then how can you say that that day's uh, Rosh Chedish? When the Moilid is doesn't fit according to the, that calculation, so the Harabbah Maz Mitamish Psakalacha was asked. So the Rambam explains the reason for this Psakalacha. So Yechayavin Hakol the Sakan Moilid Sayim Shekachubai. 
the Raman says, because he who commanded to guard the Midas, he also commanded you to rely on the Be'ezdin to calculate. So he's not giving an answer per se. What he's basically saying is that Hashem is the one that gave you the command to make the Midas. He also commanded you to rely on the Be'ezdin. So, you know, if you, you know, so it kind of works together. He commanded you to do on A, he commanded you to do on B. So it fits together. So even if, in truth, it's not actually correct, but the one who gave you the command said that this works too. So Hashem is the one who makes the command, so he can tell you how it works and, and what, what, what will fulfill your obligation. So Hashem told you that even if they made a mistake, it still fulfills your obligation, so you're fulfilling the mitzvah. Why? She says, the this is only enough of an explanation for this that we're allowed to rely on the Kiddush HaKadosh HaBezdeh. But the Atzim Kiddush is something that we can't understand. This, that they're Mekadosh, the wrong day, doesn't make sense. How could this day be Rosh Chodesh if the Moilid is really on another day? So yes, we're going to say that we can follow, we have to follow Beisdin, and we're going to do the um, Moilid, and we're going to follow, you know, whatever the, the Yabtav of that month will be, we'll, we'll base it based on what Beisdin said. Fine. But the question really is, how are they, if you're Mekadosh, the wrong day is Rosh Chodesh, the Chodesh is like a Metzias. Rishchidosh is when there is a new moon. If there's no new moon, how do you say that this is the beginning of the month? It's just like the Metzias in the realm of existence. It's just incorrect. So if you want to say that Hashem by the Moedus has set up that you rely on days, and that I can understand because the Moedus, the Yom Tov itself is more of a spiritual type of idea. It's not something which is physical. So Hashem says it should be 15 days after the, whatever day the Basin decided was Rishchidosh. Fine. So Hashem made the Yom Tov. He could set up whatever day he wants it to occur on. But when you're talking about the actual Kiddush HaKadosh, which is the Kiddush of when there is a new moon, how do you Mikadosh the new moon if there wasn't actually the new moon? So that's something which isn't understood. So, Siv Vav. Habir This the beer of this, B'derech Afshar. And this is going to be an explanation, Alpi Chassidus. But uh, something the Rebbe actually said in the Hanach built the said in the original Ferenian, that, that many in Yonim of Nigla, could only be understood. They're always can only be understood. Alpi chizidis, meaning is that even after whatever answers you can give Alpi Nigla to figure it out, there will still remain certain things that just don't that don't completely resolve itself. Like over here, it doesn't completely resolve itself. How could you say that it's Rishchidish? It's just not really Rishchidish. So Alpi chizidis, though it, we are able to give a answer over there. He says, in your name He says the sun and the moon. And all the things connected to it uh, below in this world, just like everything else that we have in this world, actually comes from the source how they are above spiritually. So we have the physical moon; it comes from its spiritual source, the spiritual moon. Same thing by the sun, and they, also the calculations and the calendar all come from the spiritual source. <laughs> Therefore, he says, when you have a particular day, we're saying the Mailid is on this day, and Rosh is established based on that, that's Be'ikr according to when the Mailid of the Levana will be the Malmailid. Meaning is there's the Mailid, how it really is above in the spiritual world, and then there's the Mailid, how it is in this world. So usually they coincide. So, you know, there's never a problem. But what happens if the Mailid, the Maila, does not coincide with how it's going to be in this physical world? The spiritual world, the Mailid is, let's say, on day 30, but in this world, it's on the 31st. So we follow the Mailid, how it is above. Of course, how do we know what is what is the Mailid above? 
We don't. But somehow based in either on purpose or by accident or their nusim or whatever it is, they will get the right day how it is Lumaila. Have a way Hashem will make sure that the basin gets the right day. So different things will happen to make sure they get it. He says, but since our knowledge and our grasp of what's happening above only comes to, uh, comes to us through how they are in this world. He says, how do we know what's going on above? We don't. So therefore the Torah commands us to establish according to the Meilad, how it is below, either because we saw it, or because of the, the calendar that we made, and then we'll know based on that what the Meilu will be uh, also about in based in Shemayim. Um, but when Beisdin establishes the Rosh Chodesh on a different day than how it is below in this world, and the Torah commands us to rely on the Beisdin, that itself is the proof. This is the proof. That the Torah's emes establishes that that is Rish Chedesh, that is because above that is the Meilad Halavana. That is the main Meilad Halavana. Meaning, is this that we have a different one below? I guess that also needs to have some type of spiritual source. That's why the Rebbe writes the Ikri. But, uh, but the main one, the Ikr, Meilad is how it is above, and therefore we follow that. Uh, and how do we know that how it is above? It's because that's what Bazin did. Whether if they did it by accident or they did it on purpose, whatever it was. That itself is the proof that that is the how it was above. If not, Hashem will not have allowed it to happen. How could it be that the the, the below will be on a different day? Everything below comes from that which is above. This is only because this world, Olam Haza, is not Roy because of many. It could be different reasons. That the hamshacha of the moon lamaila will be able to be drawn down to the moon lamata. Uh, so sometimes, for whatever reasons, there could be some type of blockage between the spiritual source and the item how it is below. So when there's no blockage and there's everything's flowing properly, then we'd be able to see in the physical world how does how, how this idea also is in the spiritual world. But when there's some type of issue, then it could happen that the item how it comes into this world will actually not reflect perfectly how it is above. And the reason for that is because there's different blockages that, uh, in a sense, hide its spiritual source. So it seems somewhat different than the spiritual source uh, because of these, I guess, outside influences which also have an effect on it. So there's outside influences on how it is below which affects this particular hamshacha, and therefore it doesn't, co- co- it doesn't correlate and it's not aligned perfectly with how it is above. Um, R39, he says, We see something similar, even more than this, the Rebbe says, by the Mabu, that initially the rain came down, it was, it was he, had Prashem brought down the rain, it was Gishmei Bracha. So we see that the original, the original source of the Mabu was actually a source of Gishmei Bracha, the rains of blessing. But when the people of the Mabu of that generation did not do Tshuva, then eventually it was transformed from Gishmei Bracha to just Geshem without the bracha aspect of it. So the source of it all was Gishmei bracha, but then because of their not being rife to have this as Gishmei bracha, it just came down as regular rain, which destroyed them, and uh, and you couldn't see the blessing part of it, the um, 
I mean, there were certain blessings that we were able to see maybe more hidden way how the, the wicked individuals were destroyed and the world had another chance to become purified and serve Hashem. But definitely in a revealed way, the, the bracha part was hidden because they weren't uh, right for it. Back in the Pnei. So this is also the same idea regarding, or similar to this idea, is also by the dinim we mentioned earlier, which are connected to the The halachas of the Torah are connected to what the cycle of the sun is above. That we're relying on Tukufa Shmuel, even though the true calculation below in this world is more like Rabada. Meaning is where is the sun actually in down here, Lumata, is really where Rabada is saying it. But if you look how it is the Momaila, it's actually like Shmuel saying it. So it's interesting. So Shmuel was talking about the Tukufa Sahama, how it is in its spiritual source, and he is correct. But when Rabada was talking about, he was talking about the actual calculations that we can make in this world to where the sun will be. And he was correct in this world. So by the Tkufa Sechama, what's more relevant is Shmuel's calculation. Because since the Taurus Emes tells us that after, any, after, after 28 years, the Lacha is that um, you make this, you know, you do this in this block, a bracha, and this is where the sun will be, and it's connected with this formula. So this halacha passes like Shmuel regarding uh, the Tukufa Sahama, that tells us that that is the Tukufa Sahama, how it is about. But for whatever reasons, um, how the Tukufa comes down below, it comes like Tukufa Sravada, but nonetheless, how it is above, it's like Shmuel, and therefore we uh, do the Birch Sahama according to how it is uh, above, because that's the true uh, Tukufa Sahama. And again, let's just uh, sum, what, what we've, uh, sum up what we've said so far. So. A, we, we brought down that there's two halachas about the calendar that we, A, need to make sure that Nisan, uh, that the Tkufa of Nisan is, happens before Pesach. And point two is that the Tkufa's Nisan has to happen before the end of the month of Nisan. And we said according to Shmuel's, our, our calendar only works according to Rav Abba. Because according to Rav Abba, uh, Tkufa's Nisan will always happen before Pesach. But according to Shmuel, uh, Pesach could happen after the Tukufas Nisan. Uh, Pesach will happen before Tukufas Nisan. But nonetheless, even according to Shmuel, we said the Tukufa of Nisan will happen within the month of Nisan, and that will take care of that. At least the years will be according to the proper Kachajbin. So we asked, even if according to Shmuel, the, the yearly cycle will work, and therefore the seasons will be at the right time of the year, and that's why the, that's why the Rama brings it. But still, what's the purpose of bringing Shmuel if anyways, the calendar anyways will only work according to Rav Adah regarding Pesach. So since we have to anyways rely on Rav Adah for the, for the Pesach, because according to Shmuel it's not going to work, that means that really the, ca- the calendar is not really going according to Shmuel. The calendar is really only going to Rav Adah because according to Shmuel, Pesach will never be in the right point of time. So the Rebbe started to explain this by saying, first of all, the Tkufa Shmuel is true. And he brought many halachas that we see follow Shmuel, which is the uh, the uh, the and we have the drinking of the water. You're not supposed to drink water during the actual time of the tukufa, and also the Saint Talmud Lavracha, which is based on tukufa Shmuel. So the question is, why would we follow Shmuel's chajmin if it's not completely true? So we explained 
that we go actually after these inyanim, how they are above. And how it is Lomaila in Peruchnius, Kufa Shmuel is actually more exact. And we give an example also about the Kiddush HaChodesh on a monthly basis, that even the Beis that made a mistake, you follow their mistake. How is, why is that? The reasoning is because Lamaila, that really is when the Tukufa is. And for whatever reason down here, it was not revealed uh, that way. And it looks like the, the Kiddush of the Chodesh, the Moila of the month will be on a different day. But we don't follow how it is down here. We follow it is how it is above. And therefore, uh, Beis made it on a different day. And similarly, with regards to Tukufa Sahama, we follow Shmuel because that is how it is really above. Okay, so we didn't yet answer uh, the original question, but this is what we've said so far. Look, again, the question about uh, how does the calendar work with Shmuel. Zayin. So this actually, Sif Zayin, was the Sif that was added uh, during the second printing. When they, they reprinted the Sikha, where the Rebbe added, uh, edited the Sikha again and added this. Since it's possible that what I've written or what's been said above will make people have questions. He says, we know a very important thing. Well, the Torah is not in the heavens. And if the heavens say the Lach is one way, but down below in this world, we, we, the Chacham say the Lach is a different way, we follow the Chacham over here. And we, don't, we don't listen to the Baskal. The Baskal tells us the Lach is one way. No, we still listen to her until we understand. If there's a Machlekes between the Zayar and the Shas, the Lach is like the Shas. All of these are showing that we don't go after how things are at Lamayla. So even if you want to say that the Tukufa is really according to Shmuel Lamayla, or the Moila Lamayla is really on a different day, how could we follow these um, Tukufas, how they are in Shemayim? It has to go according to what we see. And we know that Rav Abba's Tukufa is more exact. So, um, so the Rabbi says, I'm going to bring you examples from different areas in the Torah, which each one of these uh, examples will shine or bring to light another detail regarding this topic that we're discussing. So we're going to see many examples where we see the Torah does rely in certain scenarios on how things are above. We see a similar idea by Adam Zayim. Adam Zayim are witnesses that were proven false. They said this person was with us in a certain place. Um, Sorry, they, they say that this person did a certain other let's say killed someone. And then other Aiden come in and says, How could you say that he killed someone? You were with us on that day in a totally different location. You could have you couldn't have seen what he did. You couldn't have seen the murder take place. So what you're saying obviously is a lie. So the rule is they get the same punishment that they try to do for the defendant. But the Allah is what happens if they uh, were successful and, and the defendant was killed, and then uh, Aiden come in and say, wait a second, these guys are Zoyimim, they're lying because they were with us on that day. The rule is that once the defendant is killed, they don't get killed. So Amr Aiden Zoyimim, lay hargu naragin, but hargu lay naragin. It says, Aiden Zoyimim, if they were not successful, they didn't kill, so the defendant's still alive and they were proven false, then they get killed. But if they were successful and they killed the defendant, then they won't be killed, uh, then they don't get killed. So it seems, we do a shot of Haibazash, so it's known the shock of the that the Sakhir is that opposite of Seichel. They were got the guy killed, then they're not killed. Only if they try to get someone killed, they're killed, but if they actually are successful. It's much worse if they're successful. It's still they're not killed in such a situation. It's Hatakhasechel. And he says it's even Hatakhtina Tayyar when you get Lashamisin. All other Mises based in versus only Chai if you see successful. I tried to kill someone, but I didn't actually kill him, then you're not going to be Chai Misa. I wanted to be Mikhail Shabbos, but I actually wasn't. 
You're not chayv nisa. It's only if a person was machal shamas, if the person was successful in his murder, he was successful in doing a It's only if the, the act was actually done. So when we read all PR Ramban, so the Ramban explains, or based on the Ramban, shekaven shebeizdin kasher chak avedar shulu ekiboloi dusan. Since a kasher beizdin did the investigation and accepted their testimony, v'al pizen, and based on this kira and drisha and this edus, they made a psak in the misa the nergu b'payel. He says, this is the proof that that those individuals that were killed or that defendant that was killed was actually Chayv Misa. So, even though the, the, according to the Dinei Torah, these Edim were proven false. And according to Dinei Torah, they are now battle. They have no validity. But th- from this itself, that the defendant was already killed, that means that in Shemayim, he was Chayim Misa. Therefore, there's the Psaq in Lamata that the Ein Eidim Eidim Zayim are Naragi. So this, this, this is a good example of what we're saying earlier. That even though Lamata, in this world, it doesn't make so much sense why the Eidim Zayim aren't killed. But we're saying that it's because Lamayla, the defendant, was supposed to be killed, and that's they didn't do anything well, I shouldn't say they didn't do anything wrong, but they didn't really kill him because he was supposed to, he was he was supposed to die anyway. Hashem wanted him to die. Meaning the psak and Lamaila was that this person should die. So with their Zedus, even though they didn't aver, of course, but their Aidus and their causing this person to be killed was actually the Psakdin above. So therefore they're not going to be killed because there already was the Psakdin that this person uh, just to give an example, even regarding the Allah's of Aidim if they testify um, about a trafa, someone who is um, going to die within the 12 months, that, let's say this person was a murderer, uh, and then they're caught, and they're not killed. Even if, the, again, the traitor was not killed by Basin, they were caught before that actually happened, but the Adam Zayn won't be killed in that situation, because since the person was going to die anyway, the defendant was going to die anyway, it's not considered as if they tried to kill someone, because he was going to die anyway. So it's a similar idea over here that this person was supposed to die. Uh, but the point is, we're seeing is that how it is above actually affects how it is below. Because according to the Dine Torah Lamat, it makes more sense to say that the Eid should be killed. But nonetheless, we go how it is above. The Torah passes specifically how it is above. So similarly, in our situation of the Birchus Achama, the Torah is telling us that we paskin how it is, what the logic is above. And the logic above is that the, that the Tukufus Achama is like Shmuel. Just like over here by the Eid and the logic above is that this person, the time, is supposed to be killed. Therefore, the Eid aren't Chayv Misa. Even though Lamatim, you would say, it makes more sense according to Tinei Tar, that he should be killed. Base. Amr Chazal, Dibre Tar, Lashon Havai. The Chazal tells us that the Tar sometimes exaggerates. As it says, Arin Gedolim, Besuris Bashamai. That it says by regarding the Maraglim, they said that the cities are, are large cities and they're fortified until the heavens, meaning they're walled all the way into the Shemayim, which is obviously an exaggeration. So, Pirsha, Ram, the Pan of Azal, so he explains that when the Torah says it, it's because that's how it truly is above. In Shemayim, these cities really are, are fortified until the heavens. It's just how it came below in this world. Um, it's not. So what's happening? The Torah uh, below, below in this world, it's not really Besurus B'Shemayim, but it is Besurus B'Shemayim and spiritually, as he says, that the Ein Sarm Shalomayla, uh, uh, the Ein Sarm Shalomayla, Lichnasim Ba'avir Shaitzel, that these 70 Asarim, uh, ministering angels, are not able to enter into 
into the airspace of Eretz Yisrael, meaning is that there's a certain fortification over there. But the point is that to talking about the, the 70 angels, this is a spiritual phenomenon. So we're saying this idea of that they're fortified until the heavens is true. They're fortified in heavens that the angels can't get in. So it is something which is true spiritually, but it's not true physically. But nonetheless, the Torah, uh, when it records it, it records, the, records it how it is spiritually. It just means is, this is a Gemara in Menachis, where it was discussing putting on tzitzis. So the halacha really is that you only mechuyib in tzitzis if you have a four uh, garment with four corners on it. So there was one in the Marayim that never put on, he didn't need a, he, he would put on cloths specifically that weren't mechuyib in tzitzis. So the Malachim were upset at him. He says, you're coming up with all these um, like tactics to patter yourself from tzitzis. Uh, sorry, from tzitzis. Meaning is you're wearing these garments that don't have four corners or for whatever reason aren't mechuyib in tzitzis. And the Malachim were very upset at him. And the Rambam Paskins, that the Adam Chassid and the Shulchan Archosa Paskins should be careful to make sure that he does wear tzitzis uh, with four garments. So what do we see? That the Malachim had a certain opinion saying this is how it's supposed to be. Right? It's supposed to be, you're right, Allah is you don't need to wear, put on a four-bagged garment, uh, four-cornered garment to don't tzitzis, but that's the way how it should be. That's what they're telling them. Spiritually, this is the correct thing to do, and we see the halacha pasins talk like that, that you should try to follow how it is after Shemai. And Dalit, and this is the, the fourth example, he says, is the, maybe the principal example, kol Shemai, we have many the uh, is that sometimes a person is chayiv b'dinei shmaim, but he's potter down here. That basin says you don't need to pay, but b'dinei shmaim you actually are chayiv to pay. Especially according to the opinion that says that when it says chayiv b'dinei shmaim, you're not at all obligated b'dinei other. Meaning is basin will not force you to pay because you're not chayiv to pay down here according to the laws of the Torah that was given us. But b'dinei shmaim you do have a certain obligation, and therefore. Uh, you should pay or you'll get punished sometimes it's a punishment or, or it means that you should pay in order to let's say but there's no but Basin won't force you so here again we see that down here Basin tells you you don't need to pay but then we have this concept that Basin will tell you but you should know like up above in Shemaim you are considered um, you know chayev in this particular situation so you should you, you should pay uh, this individual. So again, we're seeing the same example, the same idea that sometimes we go after Dina Shemaim, even when it's different than how it is below in this world. You can give many more examples, but that's, that's not the place. Fine. So again, so this is where we're up to. We've given many examples that we do follow how things, Halacha does follow how things are up above. Of course, we're not, it's not the same thing as Emashkich and the Baskal and Tayyar Labishmaim. Because over there it's referring to, when I'll pee the, the rules of how Torah work, um, there's an argument. Like, we, we're looking at the Dine Torah, and this is what we came up with. And the Malach tells us, uh, you know, the Lach is differently. So the rule is, you follow however we understand it according to the principles of the Torah. But over here, the principles of the Torah themselves are telling us that you need to follow uh, what's happening in Shemaim. As we see by Kiddush HaKadosh, that when the Beza makes a mistake, we still follow whenever they made the Kiddush of the principles of Torah themselves are saying that you're supposed to follow how it is about. So that's the difference. The Torah itself is telling you that you should follow about. This, all these examples were just to show you that there are many times in the Torah when the Torah says that 
halacha paskins, and again, according to the principles of the Torah, dafka how it is above, even if the mitzvah is different in this world. So again, so it's not the same idea of not listening to how they paskin up above. We're not listening to how they paskin up above. We're paskining down here based on the rules of the Torah. But the rules of the Torah themselves say that for many concepts, we have to follow uh, Dine Shemaim or follow how the, these events are taking a place above. Sifkas. So after everything is spoken earlier, we still need to understand something. He says, is everything that's written in the Torah, especially when we're talking about a Maisa Bapel, Halacha, Maisa, in a Mikra, he says, we always have the rule, a Pasik has to be understood according to its simple interpretation, also Halacha, when there's a Lacha, it needs to be understood uh, according to the simple interpretation. And you need to follow the Allah Kapshutai. Afapisha call Inyan Bailam Pratidin Sharshi Lamaila Ruchni. He says it's true that everything that in this world, especially in Tyra, has a source spiritually, but we also need to follow the rule how it is in this world. So the rule by Tkufa Sahama is that you're supposed to bless the sun when it reaches that same point where it was on on uh, Lil Ravi of creation. So if we're saying that the Tkufa of Shmuel, this formula is incorrect, then how can you make a bracha? Uh, based on how it is, because this is the correct kufa, how it is in Shemayim, in, in spiritually, but down here in this world, the sun's not actually in that, that location. It's not in that location. So how do you make a bracha saying that it's in that location down here when it's not? This doesn't just mean that you need to fulfill the mitzvah's kapshutai. Meaning by fulfill the mitzvah's kapshutai, that takes care of whatever needs to be taken care of above. For example, by putting on tefillin, physically, that's how you're able to fulfill the idea of, 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 giving, of um, binding your heart and your mind and your neshama to God and drawing down the four moichin, the four levels called moichin, uh, as the Arizal discusses. So you can't just meditate upon the tefillin or meditate upon the different things that the tefillin accomplishes. No, you've got to put it on, on physically. So it's kapshutai. So even though the Arizal tells you about all these things that it affects and it does, so I can't just say, okay, fine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about and I'm going to make this akhlata to give over my mind and my heart and my actions to God, just like the tefillin would, you know, that's a spiritual idea behind the tefillin. No, you actually got to fulfill the tefillin kapshutai, not just the spiritual meaning behind the tefillin. He says, It's everything regarding uh, what's spoken about in the Torah, all the different inyanim, which are brought and commanded in the Torah, therefore you got to do uh, what the Torah says. Look at R46. Therefore, when the the, the the scientists of the nations come and say that a certain event or Indian in the world is different than what it says, how it's described in the Torah, can't say, oh, the Torah is talking about how it is spiritually. Well, the Torah means spiritually, that's how it is. But the, yeah, physically, you're right, it's not like that. No, you can't tell this. You can't say that. As we spoke about many times, the proof from this, that the Torah means this literally, because in the Gemara, in Bechayris, it tells us, That the Chachme Yisrael 
said that it happened every seven years. A, a, a snake becomes pregnant, or not pregnant, sorry, and will, will lay its eggs every seven years. So the Chachmim Muslim said, based on their experiments, it's actually every three years. So Rabbi Yehuda said that they're for sure incorrect, and uh, this, their, their experiments were wrong. Like they are saying that, that we got it pregnant after three years. He says that's not what happened. They already were pregnant, you know, for four years earlier. So, you know, whatever. The whole discussion over there, back and forth. But the point is, even though they had proofs, he says, you're for sure wrong because, because there's a proof from the Pasuk. Uh, and based on that Pasuk, which, was, uh, which means about the, uh, the, the Ibor of the Nachash, how it is simply uh, as it is Kapshutai, so therefore Yeshua said what he says. We see that when the Torah tells us something, a physical uh, manifestation of something, it's not uh, to, be na- to be taken, oh, this just means spiritually the Torah is saying this particular item. No, it means physically such a thing happened. Of course, just to give you a caveat, you know, you have to also know what the Torah is, where the Torah is referring to. Uh, you have to look at the context. For example, when we said earlier that we had fortifications until the heavens, over there it's not meant Kapshutai. What it means that there's fortifications until the heaven is it just means that it's very high. So you also have to understand the context of what it's where it's being said. And when the Maragman are coming back, they're exaggerating and they're saying, Oh, it's all the way into the heavens. It means literally into the heavens. No, they're Maragman are exaggerating, I'm trying to scare everybody. What it really means is it was just very, very high. Even though as we said spiritually they were actually correct, but we're saying, you know, Pshute Shamikra, they were correct. Even Pshute Shamikra just meant it's extremely high, and that's a way to say something like really, really high. You say, Oh, it's all the way to the heavens. So every topic needs to be taken according to where it's at to understand the Pshutei Shomikra. But the point is that, uh, you know, based on the context, you have to look at what it means simply. So the Allah of seeing the Chacham and Tukufa means you're seeing the sun physically, or the Tukufas of the sun physically. So how can you make the Bracha Oisamais Bracious on the Tukufa how it is above, how it is above, when the tukufa lamata is not at that particular time. We actually know the halacha is that you're not allowed to say a bracha on the tukufa sechama if it's a cloudy day that you're unable to see the sun. So even if it's a cloudy day and you can't see the sun, you can't say the bircha sechama. So how can we say the bircha sechama based on the tukufa when it's actually not in the correct spot? The gashmias. Sif test. The apal pi shigam okay, now above. He says, I, we have a similar idea by Kiddush HaChadosh. By Kiddush HaChadosh, we already have a hachrich, that sometimes the moila will be on a different day. And Bezin is making the Kiddush HaChadosh not how it, the moila is a lamata, but rather how the moila is above. So we could say the same thing by the Tukufa, just like by Kiddush HaChadosh, we talk or rely how it is above, and that's what you're supposed to do. So maybe by the Tukufa Sahama, it also works the same way. He says, but how can have the between the tukufa sechama? There's a very big difference between rishchaydish and the tukufa of the chama. Alpha pisha rishchaydish kashim leilavana ha rishchaydish veetzma husa inuit siyas da'elam alhutziyusa shaltayr. He says, even though rishchaydish is connected with the union of leilavana, he says, but the union of rishchaydish in its essence is not something which is a physical existence of the world. It's a existence based on the Torah. The Torah says that you should make this day rishchaydish. So there's no real physical. Uh, thing that's happening in this world when you make a particular day Rosh Chodesh. It's the Torah says that you're supposed to make uh, certain days holy days and you bring certain kabbalists on those days, but it's really just the Torah concept that the Torah wants you to make a certain day Rosh Chodesh, and then the Torah tells you how to 
make that day Rosh Chodesh, and therefore based on how it is above. Zeshu Yom Kaidish, it's a holy day, a Kabbalist, Rosh Chodesh brings her to Kabbalist, she could choose Bezin, could choose Shemaim, and either Bezin was Makadashif, uh, when Rosh Chodesh is on the 30th day of the, of, you know, 30 day from the last Rosh Chodesh, Bezin will say Makudish Makudish. When Rosh Chodesh will be on the 31st day, then it's just called Kachu Shemaim, meaning is Bezin doesn't say anything, but it comes Kaidish on its own. So it's called Kachu Shemaim, meaning Hashem makes it holy. Therefore, it's much easier to understand how the Metzis of Rosh Chodesh is connected to the Meilal above, even if the Meilal below is a different time. Because the concept of, of holiness, that this is a holy day, uh, that's really a spiritual uh, idea, a spiritual concept. So we're saying that this spiritual concept, uh, even though the spiritual concept is being brought into this world, but that spiritual concept is really based on how whatever the spiritual uh, uh, reality is above. But we're talking about the chamed kufas and making a bracha. It's not that mitzias uh, is not made because of the dinay Torah. It's actually based on the movements of the sun. The the din is that when the sun reaches a certain point in the sky, it reaches back the mazal tlet, which is the uh, uh, the spot where it was on Leil Revi'i when creation is made, you make a particular bracha. So if that is not true and it's not actually there, that's a physical phenomenon. Is it there or is it not there? So I can make a bracha when it's there, but it's not really there, so how do you make a bracha? Masha'in came by Kiddush of Rosh Chodesh. It's not based uh, on, on any physical phenomena. It's connected to, true, it is connected to the idea of the Meilal Avana, but the Etzim Husay, it's not a blessing on the Meilal Avana. It's a a kedusha that Hashem wants you to bring into this world to make a particular day holy, and you bring the kabbalas on that day, etc. So it could be based on the mailid. It's based on the mailid, but it doesn't necessarily have to fit when the mailid is in this world, as long as it fits or beikar how it is the mailid is in the higher world. When we're talking about the tukufa sachama, it literally is based on make a bracha when it reaches that point. <laughs> so it didn't reach that point. I didn't make the bracha. So how do you move it? Actually, we have to take a kufa tzarchli and tzis kmeishi kan lamata. Now, if chas eich shaykh lebarach birchas chama alchama betukufas shalomayla. So it's understood since according to the bedin hatayra, it has to be a, the 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 birchas chama needs to be according to how the tzis is down here below. So how can you make the birchas chama because the chama is betukufas to the shalomayla? We don't go by how it is lamayla. It has to be how it is in this world. Because if you said, you have to aim mikri yitzvah b'shutai, you have to the, the, look at the lachat b'shutai. The lachat b'shutai is that when the sun reaches a certain point, goes back to the original point when it was when cre- by creation, that's when you make the bracha. And uh, so the question is even stronger. That the rule is that when you see the sun in its tukufa, then you make the bracha. But if you can't see the sun, meaning it's a cloudy day, and you can't see anything, uh, then you don't make the bracha. So, so it's very funny. The bracha is connected with seeing the physical sun, even though it's not in the proper tukufa uh, physically. And but why are you making the bracha? Because it is in the right spot spiritually. So since the Chama Baruchni is in the right spot spiritually, therefore you make the Baracha on seeing the physical sun, itmiya, you know, one way or the other. If you're saying that you're looking at it as Baruchni, it's fine. So Baruchni, the sun is in the right spot to make the Baracha even though you can't see it. But when you're saying that you have to look at the sun, which is something physical, but we're not actually 
following the physical movements of the sun or following the spiritual movements, it, it's very strange. It's, uh, it seems very uh, contradictory. So, Yud. So this is the answer. And after I give the answer, I will, uh, just again, to repeat, we haven't gotten back to the original question about Shmuel on the calendar. We're still in the middle of trying to understand how the Tukufa Sahama works. And if we're saying that Tukufa Sahama is because of the sun being at a certain point, if that point is not actually uh, physically true, how can we make the bracha just because it's spiritually true? Yesh Leimer and we're going to give another agdama. So important rule. Um, we how do we know when a tukufas are, or even when a milad is? It's because we know where, when, and where the the sun and the moon were when creation started. So we know, let's say, let's say according to Shmuel. Uh, we know where the moon was. We know where the sun was in Mazel Tleh on uh, Wednesday night, um, the sixth hour. So therefore, if you just calculate, do the Cheshman of the Tukufis, 90 days and seven and a half hours, and you just keep on doing those things, you'll know exactly when the Tukufis is even Bizman Hazet. Same thing with the Maila. You know when the Maila is, and then you just do the calculation of 29 days, 12 hours, and touch inside a Gimel, Halakim. And you just calculate it, calculate, we'll be able to figure out when the Mayla is even today, because we knew when it was at the beginning of creation. He says, but, halakhically, we don't, actually don't start from where it was at the beginning of creation. You actually start from where it was before creation, which, which we call the Shnasatayu. Meaning is, year zero would be Shnasatayu. The world was, let's say, created on Chafei Elo. Adam Arushim was created on Reish Chaydesh Tishrei. So Reish Chaydesh Tishrei, would really be the end of the, the, the end of the first year, beginning of the second year. So year zero is before the world was created until Chavtes Al. That would be year zero, and that once that was completed, that would be year one. And then the next year would be year two, or if you call it year zero, year one, whatever you want to, however you want to do it. But the point is, Shnasa Tayu, we we uh, we start the calculation even before the world was created, and we really are going to be starting the Tukufais from the Nisan before the world was created. Uh, explanation is like this. There's machlekes when the world was created, was it? Tishrei or Nisan? So Taisa says that the there's there's true. Both opinions are true. Nisan was when Hashem wanted to create the world. That was when it was all of the machshava. The world was came up in his mind during the month of Nisan to create it, but the Bria was papel only in the month of Tishrei. So Mekavan Shalok Kudukufas Kaimalok Rabbi Yeshua Shemenisne Brayim. So halachically, we follow Rabbi Yeshua, who holds that the world was created in Nisan, and the Tukufas start as if the Tukufas the, you know, the were basically. Um, so again, so if the world was created in Nisan, that means the first day of creation would have been on Chaf Hey Other, and the fourth day of creation would have been. So the night of Chavchas, right, uh, would have been um, when the sun was put up. So according to him, you would count that, make the calculation starting then, while according to Eliezer, you would start it really Chavchas Elo. And that obviously is a major nafkimina. Uh, so we're saying, Bapayo Mamish, we pass in the so we start the calculation from then. So we count and we start the Kufis of Nisin from the Shnas Tayu. Which was six months before the world was created, Papayel. 
when it was Allah Machshava, Lamaila the Creator. So since Hashem was Allah Lamaila on Chafei Adar to create the world, we start the calculations of Kufis from that Wednesday, even though the world actually wasn't created by Pael until Chafei Elo. Therefore, he says, regarding the Kufa Sachama, Birchel Sachama, we calculate the Tukufa Lomaila, we, we, we calculate it based on the Tukufa Lomaila, even though the Tukufa Lomata is actually at a different time. So, th- this is the answer that the Rebbe has given. Maybe he'll explain it a bit more, but it's, a, it's still a bit hard to understand, to be honest. But what he's trying to say is that since the Tukufais, are essentially based on a spiritual, something spiritual. Because there no, was no world. We're starting the Tukufa when it was Olobah Machshava of Hashem to create the world. But there wasn't actually any world then. That means there was no sun, really, in the sky on Chav Ches Adar. So there really wasn't any sun there. We're just imagining as if there was a sun there at that point of time. So since we're starting from a point when there really wasn't anything there, it really was only there, Baruchnius. So therefore, also when we're making the calculations now, and we're making the bracha of Bircha Sachama today, we're calculating to where it was at the beginning of creation, Chavchas other, meaning is only Lamaida. So kind of like fits, like that logic actually fits. Since it was only, you know, around spiritually, and it was at a particular point spiritually, so nowadays also it's still at that same point spiritually on Chavchas other, on a Wednesday night, or Tuesday night, which is the beginning of Wednesday, so that would actually fit. And um, But, we're going to explain later, it still has to be, the Rebbe is going to explain, but it still is connected to actually seeing the sun. So the din is you have to see the sun physically, uh, and then you can, and that connects to how the, the kufa was uh, spiritually. So let's read, read inside. This also, uh, now we can understand the other din which are connected with the kufa. Since the Tukufus Lamaila, since the foundation and the beginning of it is based on the Tukufa of Tayyub, remember, year zero, six months before the world was actually created, which was the moment of when Hashem was all in his thought to create the world. Therefore, it's not over here that the, that, that the Tukufa, the Maisa, meaning actuality, will be at that same time because that's how it was initially. So also, when we're talking about how physically it needs to be in a particular way, that since that's how it was initially, when the world was created, it was only there spiritually. So also now, when we're basing everything on the physical world, but that's how it was at the time of creation. understood that the spiritually, and also the Pneumius, also on the sun below. Therefore, the Birch HaSachama is connected to seeing the sun. So even though we're saying that it goes about, it's based on the spiritual Tukufa, but that spiritual Tukufa has an effect on the physical sun Lamata. So, as, as, as we know, the thought process to, to make the sun and to have all these Tukufas started in this, but it was only created in Tishrei. But how was it created in Tishrei? That was based on the thought process in this. So the Creation of Pale is is based on the Machshava, how it was Baruchnius. So the Maisa is connected to the Machshava. So also nowadays when we're making the Bracha, it's based on how the sun is the Machshava, but how but it, and how this Machshava has an effect on the physical that there literally is a sun um, 
down here and you're seeing the sun um, going, uh, whatever, doing its orbit. And even though maybe physically the sun is at a different spot, bigashmias, but nevertheless, the spiritual machshava uh, basis of the thing, will, uh, of the sun will still have an effect on the physical sun itself. Okay, so Tudal. So, Pizetz are lovely dichis. The Gavin, she in the Tukufa Shomail, Dafka, the Piachajma, Shukufa Shmo, Blaishal, Tukufa Zavada, Shachajboni, Rapa Shaks, the Tukufa Shomata says, and now we can understand the other way. Since we're saying the Tukufa of Lamaila is really like Tukufa Shmo, so Tukufa Shmo is the correct Tukufa Lamaila, while Tukufa Shmo, Tukufa Zavada is correct only Lamata. So, I was if Tukufa Zavada, his Chajbin is only how it is down here in this world, Ech Shaykh Lamish, Shitziva, Tayr, Shapasak, Sakhli, is Daf, is Mana of now we're going back to the initial question. But now we're just asking it the opposite way. Is But if we're saying that the Tukufa of Rav Adah is only correct Lamata, but Lamaila it's really like Tukufa Shmuel, so how could it be that by Pesach we're following specifically Tukufa's uh, Rav Adah, not Shmuel? In other words, let's go back to all the way to the beginning. Our initial questioning is, According to Shmuel, we know that the calendar does not work according to Shmuel. So we want to know why the Rambam brought Shmuel, if anyways the Allah is not like Shmuel, and it doesn't fit according to Shmuel. So what's the point of telling us what the Cheshvan of Shmuel is? So we explained that it's important to know Shmuel's because we need to know how the years are. The years need to be set up properly. And we explained even more that that's actually really relevant to Allah, that the years are set up properly. So we brought about the Yom Tevim, and the Rebbe gave a bunch of other examples of Allah where it's relevant, even probably even more relevant, because the reason why I'm saying more relevant because technically you could rely on Rav Adas Cheshman also to make sure the rest of the year is in the proper time and Shmuas and Sukkis. But you have to rely on Shmuel when it comes to the Birchus Achama, when it comes to St. Talamat Levarach, etc. So the reason why the Ram had to bring Shmuel is because we were relying on Shmuel to make sure that the years are set up properly regarding all these other dinim of Birchus Achama, etc. So we have to bring Shmuel down for that reason. So even though Shmuel does not work for the Cheshman of Pesach, we need to bring it down because it is true, and that's how it is the Laila. And as we explained, the reason why Shmuel, I could rely on Shmuel, because Shmuel is correct how it is spiritually, and all these dinam are based how they are in their spiritual Moilid, uh, or the spiritual Tkufa, how it is in Shemai. So since we're relying on Shmuel, we're saying that the Moilid and all these things are based on how it is spiritually. So why is it then that by Pesach, we rely on Rav Adda and we're saying according to Shmuel it wouldn't work because the Ramah also has to bring Rav Adda. Because only according to Rav Adda would Pesach come out on the right time, not according to Shmuel. So how does that make sense? That Pesach is not correct according to Shmuel. So nowadays, I guess that would mean is that the spiritual Pesach is really at a different time than how we're observing it. So are we observing Pesach how it is Lamata? That means it's not how it is Lamayla and, and it doesn't correlate according to how it is the Fiyam. So how could we follow Rabada by Pesach if it doesn't actually correlate how it is in the spiritual realm, which is more like Shmuel? So Vyeshlaim Habir Bizah. Tama Davasha Tukuf Shulmati is man akhar, when Tukuf Shulmaila, Bnesha Ailam canal any way as the Kabas Tukuf Shulmaila, Shihi Nailis Maila Masada Mseda Isman Shlay. So the reasoning is that the Tukufa Shulamata is at a different time than the Kufa Lamaila is because the world is not Rayu, is not at the right place, spiritual uh, madrega, that he'd be able to accept and receive and correlate to the Kufa Ha'ar above, Because the Kufa Ha'ar above is higher than the world, it's on a more spiritual way, and if the world is not royal, it cannot co- uh, reflect the spiritual reality. Therefore, that's why the Kufa's usually don't, or I shouldn't say, usually 
Well, actually, usually doesn't uh, correlate because we follow Shmuel, which doesn't fit according to how it is B'gashmias. This only is when we're referring to how things are in this world. So therefore, Amazing answer. He's saying is, when are we, all these other phenomena, like the, the Kufa Sachama, for example, or the Maylit, all these things are physical phenomena. And we're saying that the physical phenomena does not fit with how it is spiritually, and therefore we go after the spiritual phenomena instead. But he says, when you go to Pesach, Pesach is not a physical phenomenon. Pesach is a date that Hashem told us. It's, it's a yamtif. It's a day that Hashem told us we have to make this, we have to celebrate uh, this particular yamtif and on a particular date, whatever it is. But there's no physical phenomenon that actually reflects Pesach. Um, so therefore, whenever Pesach turns out, that must be a reflection of how it is above. Because there is no physical reflection of Pesach in this world. Pesach is purely something which is spiritual. So yes, we might make a physical, we make the day of Pesach based on whatever, you know, the Meilid is and Ibrashana and all those things are. But the Poyal, Pesach isn't really a physical phenomena. It's a spiritual phenomena. So what I'm trying to say is that the way how Pesach comes into this world, if Pesach is on a particular day, that shows that's what how Pesach is above. So this that we follow with Adas Pesach is because spiritually that's how the Pesach is above. This is kind of like the same rule we said about Rosh Chodesh. That whatever Rosh Chodesh turns out to be, that's because spiritually that's how it is above. So Pesach is the same way. Pesach is on this particular day because that's how it is uh, Lamaila. Let's read that again. He says, He says, Since Pesach below is Be'ikr, a Metzius, an identity of the Torah, Therefore, this tekufa comes down below exactly how it is above. This that Pesach is always in the Zmana Aviv, that fits according to the tekufa both above and below. So usually we're saying is that the tekufas do not fit. The tekufa above and the tekufa below do not correlate. That's why Gerfus Chama and all these things are on different dates. But when we come to Pesach, it fits perfectly. Because Pesach is a spiritual reality which is just being drawn down into this world, that Hashem brings down a condition to this world, and because of that, that day is Pesach. So that fits perfectly in the world because there's no physical phenomenon that they kind of have to hit and connect with each other. It's really, however it is above, that's how it comes down below. Um, and that's why there's no, there's no contradiction. Therefore, Rav Adah's calculation is right in that situation because according to Rav Adah, uh, that's where the sun really is, Bigashmis. So we follow with Ada's calculations where the sun really is at the time of Pesach, because above, that's also where the sun really is. Regarding to Yon Oilam, things which are physical phenomena, then the Hamshacha of the Tkufa Shalomayla could be in a different time than in how it is below, as we said. And therefore, we go after Tkufa Shmuel, because Tkufa Shmuel is telling you when this, when this spiritual Hamshaka is happening above. And that's when we make the brachas, we do all the mitzvahs based on that, because we know how it is above, and how it is below does not correlate. But by Pesach, where it's just a, it's, it's a spiritual phenomenon which is coming down into this world, it's going to be at the correct date, meaning is it's going to be at the time of where, of when Rav Ada said it's impossible that Pesach, the Tkufa Pesach, 
would not, uh, Milo would be different than the Tukufa Pesach Vata, therefore it's specifically where of Ada that it fits. And now we understand why the Raman brings both Rav Ada and Shmuel, because Shmuel is the correct one for the Tukufas when it comes to all those dinner that we discussed, when there is no correlation between the physical and the spiritual, but when it comes to Pesach, where there is a perfect correlation, because it's just, it is a spiritual phenomenon that's coming down with this world, and therefore it will also create, in a sense, or, or, or the physical phenomenon will reflect out as a bomb. Because again, it doesn't, it's not the shot that there's two different things and we're trying to connect them. Here, it's a spiritual thing which is just being drawn below into this world. So as it's, the way how it's going to be drawn down below, we'll create how it will be in this world. And therefore the, uh, it's just in a sense, a, a flow of how it is above and therefore it will, will fit perfectly. Um, okay, your base. Because again, it's a metzius of the type. The other things are metzius of the island. So metzius of the island and metzius of Shemaim not necessarily connect. But when we're talking about Pesach, which is the whole metzius, is a metzius of Taira, even how it is down below, it's a metzius of Taira. So it's a spiritual phenomenon, how it is even down here. So therefore, it will fit perfectly with how it is above. Therefore, you understand the Ramadan. He says that we rely on this calculation regarding the din of the year, that the Kavir Sashana needs to be according to the month, which will be the spring. Therefore, we understand why the Rambam says that we rely on this minion is also according to the Chajman of Shmuel. Even though Benigel Dine Pesach, that the Pesach needs to be in the spring, uh, in any ways we have to rely on Ravada. So, what's the point of bringing the Shmuel? In any ways we have to rely on Ravada. But Ma'achsh Benigel in Yonah Elam, Amshachas at Kubit Shalamayla, Pia Chajman Shkufa Shmuel now, he says, but since regarding in Yonah Elam, the Amshachas of the Tukuf Talmayla will be according to the Chajman of Shmuel, Chenevin, Benigel Shana, Shimitzia Shalil, Shazat Srihali, as Galafi Tukufa Shmuel. Therefore, regarding the din of the world, the calendar, the yearly calendar, which that is the Metzius of the world, we need to set up the calendar based uh is also has to fit according to the Kufishmol, because really according to Kufishmol, that's when the spiritual things are happening. So we need to make sure our calendar, the Raman says, fits according to Shmuel regarding to the yearly cycle, because of all the things which are even halachically and definitely spiritually uh correlate to Shmuel. Uh, therefore the Raman is very important. Again, this is a Virapi Chasidis why it was very important why we, the Rambam wants to make sure that, the, that he has to explain to you how the Rambam, oh, oh, sorry, how Shmuel also fits uh, according to the calendar because spiritually that, that, that there, that's a big dafwina. And if Shmuel didn't fit, uh, that means the spiritual phenomenon, how it is being above, is not being reflected at some point during the year, uh, which wouldn't be good. And uh, as, as we also said, there are also certain halachas which are also relevant to specifically to Kufa Shmuel.